You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome from the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert. Brandon Atkins is back with a full beard. Yes. And the inimitable Robert Bricky. No Professor Trent this week. He's uh, gallivanting off in one of those cold Midwestern I think they got snow already. (laughs) I don't think it ever left. (laughs) That's just kind of how that works up there. You ever lived in the Midwest? No. Well, no, I I didn't live in Michigan. Brandon, you ever lived in the Midwest? No. I'll tell you. I've been there. Winters in the Midwest are depressing. Yeah. Because it's not cold enough that it snows and it's a winter wonderland for months at a time. It snows and there's three feet of snow on the ground. And then three days later, it's all a melting black mush that just covers everything. And it is the most depressing weather I've ever lived in. No, check this out. Go ahead, Robert. When I lived in Michigan, I think we saw the sun maybe five days in three months. Nice. It was just gray. Yeah. And snowy. I was like, "Oh my God, I'm going to cut my wrist." <laughs> yeah, now, you know, when I lived in when I lived overseas in Germany, that was a real thing. There is seasonal depression that comes right. because the length of the days flip flop so oh, right, bad, right. Yeah. and for parts of the year, you have this these extended periods of you know 16 and 17 hours of darkness, <sighs> and it really has an impact psychologically. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's why the Alaskan suicide rates always super high per capita. But I just thought that's because you lived in Alaska and it sucks. No, it it's awesome in every other way except the, the short days. But I used to have a customer up in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, upper um, above Minnesota. That's the, right. The well, upper peak, the UP. It's the UP. The Upers. The Upers. That's what they call them. And the first time I went, we had to get. We flew into Detroit. You take a jet prop up there, and it was snowing. And I'm from down south, man. I'm from Sanford, North Carolina, and. I had a good front window seat right beside the jet prop that basically made me deaf the entire time we were riding up there. And I looked over to the stewardess and said, we're getting lower. We're not about to land on that pond down there, right? And she goes, oh, no, that's the runway. Oh, nice. It had total ice on it. Beautiful. So they know how to land on ice. Right. If you had to land on ice at RDU, that's a problem. These guys know how to land on ice. What so if you, you tried to land without your landing gear down? How would that go? Inside? I don't know anybody. That guy that stole the plane. Tried Dude, it. Dude, what, what was that? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't need to laugh at the guy. It, it, I'm not laughing either. Did you hear the conversation between the fighter jets and the guy who stole the plane? The only part I heard was where he said, well, I'm going to do a barrel roll, and if it works out cool, if <laughs> yeah, not, it's yeah, I was good like, night. I was like, what are you doing? You were playing with your life. And lives on the ground. Yeah. And he was pretty jovial about it. I was like, this guy has really lost it. I, 
I don't know. I haven't followed it since it happened on Saturday. I caught it on the way out the door to go play golf. Right. And my wife was like, there's been a hijacking. And I'm like, hijack? That's 1970s. We don't hijack planes anymore. What are you talking about? And very quickly, you know, we found our way to CNN and bits and pieces. But I really didn't see a whole lot of coverage because Trump, um, you know, this was the Charlottesville anniversary. And that's all anybody wanted to talk about was racism in America and Trump's response to it and blah, 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 blah. And the fact that some cat out in Seattle stole an airplane and, you know, was was – Doing his air doing show tricks. tricks. His what newsworthy. His barrel roll was just okay. Mine would have been terrific. Mine would have been fantastic. The best barrel roll you've ever yeah, best seen. Best barrel roll ever, dude. I am so over this guy. You ever seen the the movie Click with Adam Sandler with the remote control where you no. can control life? No, no, you ever no. Seen it? Yes, cool that movie. is actually it's a, a really good movie. I was like, this is going to be terrible, but Dude. it turned out to be pretty good. I went and saw that with one of my daughters when they were pre-teenage. We both cried at the movie. I don't cry for any right. movie. It was so nothing what we expected right. and so poignant. And, you know, when, you, when you're talking about kids and now time gets away from you, the rest of it, it was hard to to it watch. Was. Now, my my adventure with um, Adam Sandler ended with Mr. Deeds. So every time he's like in a <laughs> you're cool. movie, you're cool. <laughs> I, I I Mr. Deeds is not a not a great example. And I I think with Adam Sandler, the problem with him is he was so funny when he was just a guy, right? And he like would be in a bar kicking it with his friends, and they'd be like, <laughs> "This is funny." That dude is so rich and so far removed, he has no concept of what's funny and what's not. But he just has enough juice that they're like, oh, you want to make a movie about right. uh, cowboys running around that have and at superpowers? Some point, yeah, sure, do that. At some point, zippy-doo runs out. You Always. know what I mean? Like, you just can't do that for your entire career. No, it's played, man. I think back <laughs> at one point, I owned every single Adam Sandler movie on DVD. Now, and I then would go see Deeds if he made too. Happy Gilmore too. I would do that, too. I would see that. I don't understand why that didn't happen a long time. I don't ago. either. Or even was better it yet, thirty years. Even better yet, a prequel for Carl Weathers right. for that character. That would have been great. Right. You know, we love prequels for you know Star Wars. I think and a spinoff like for like Shooter McGavin. Oh, Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin is. He should have had one movie. a long time ago. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Uh, Shooter McGavin or some Happy Gilmore character team up with Bill Murray. I love it. Kind of a Caddyshack Happy Gilmore combo. Well, Would you people see, go back to your, I, yeah, but there go were back Caddy, to your show there Caddyshack sequels already. Uh, yeah, the, but, but you can they, we can just two. pretend they didn't happen That's like right. they did with Hulk, and then have a little ten cup action too. Yes. Oh, I like it, Kevin Costner. Yep. Yes. What a foursome that would be. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine um, playing? 18, I bet you David Kaplan could imagine playing 18 holes with a hoe, well, gardening hoe. <laughs> what I can't imagine is going out and missing 10 out of 14 greens in a round of golf and shooting 64. Right. I don't know how that happens. I, I don't know what I saw. I don't want to Dave. I don't want to dive too far into Tiger Woods right now oh, because David, I need Kaplan to be here. Oh, I need Kaplan to be here. No, David. Butt. No, David's Cap on is, the other side of the window, the and he's like, "If you talk hockey before I get in here, I'm going to kill you." All right. Well, well, here's here's what I will say, and and I'll preface this in the next segment. We'll get in here and let Dave show you how smart he is. But I think at 42 years old, Tiger is at a crossroads. You know, he was astounding this weekend. He was great. 
But he's got some decisions to make moving forward. And more than anything, more than whether he can hit his driver, whether he can impose his will on the field, anything else, he's got to decide what he's going to do with that hair. Because it's time, dog. Yeah, you're right. He's like... It's uh, time. Him and LeBron... He's in, either, limbo. He's in limbo. And dude, they've like, got enough yeah. cash between the two yeah, of them. Make it better. Something. Yeah. Get rid of all. I mean, they should become. They could become well, pioneers. Well, LeBron right. just needs to get some of what Tiger's got in the front, and in exchange, Woods get somewhat of what LeBron has in the back. Look, look. They just need LeBron to is get on, together. LeBron is on this bad hair level, and I respect why LeBron can't shave his head. You know why he can't shave his head, right? No, I don't. Jordan. Jordan. He already ripped off Jordan's number. He was the new Jordan coming along. Cutting all his hair off, shaving his head, that's just too much. That's something Jordan did. He can't do that. But, see, I disagree. When you get to – do you think Tiger goes home with all of his money and his fame and goes – I really needed to do something about this hair. Oh, I oh, think. Hold on. I, wait a minute. Let, I no, think no, wait, that, you that wait. somebody that has as much money and as much power as Tiger Woods is, looks in the mirror and is like, I got all this money, all this power. I got a perfect life. When I stepped out on my wife, it wasn't with a hooker. It was like with international porn stars. And look at this. I don't even have a hairline. I have a hair zone where it just fades. <laughs> it's like a two, you know, three. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. And even the hair, if you look at the back of his head, underneath his hat, it's like thinning from the front and the back at the same time and already bald up there on the top. It's horrible. It's like he's Trey Young, that's what you've got to look forward right. to because they've got similar hair. It's awful. It's like it's a, something's got to happen. It's like somebody was a firefighter. You know how, like, if you're trying to start up. Stop a fire! You start the one on the yeah. other, right, right. and it's like that. He's trying to stop it in the middle, right? <laughs> oh my god! I would have thought some hair restoration company right? would have said, "Hey, Tiger, listen, you need it. We need it. Let's make a deal. You be our spokesman. Right. We'll, we'll get you up to par." Well, think about Rafael Palmero. He was the first athlete to do the ED drugs. Right. He was the he was the guy for uh, what's the blue pill called? What, what is it? I don't, I don't know right. any he of those. Was, he was the guy that was out there. He was the spokesperson for Viagra. Got a lot of crap about it. But I'm still sure he's cashing checks and oh, got yeah. some kind of stock option or whatever. Think if Tiger Woods married up with Hair Club for Men. Think about that endorsement deal. His grandchildren could be collecting royalties off oh, yeah. of Hair Club for Men procedures. Not that Tiger needs the money, but this is a legit public service. Because men everywhere, at some point everybody hits a stage and they're right. like, uh, yeah, something's got to give. All right, I got to be this careful with this. Dude is long past, and maybe he's lucky to have been injured and out of the public eye, because we haven't witnessed this just right. go the way of DJ Schlepper. I could see this. You go ahead. I'm just saying, if Magic can cure AIDS, <laughs> we got to get hair on people's. That tiger heads. needs to get up with Magic's doctors. They'd be like, "Here's a pill. You're good." See, you get a company and a drone. And at every tournament, every time he takes his hair off, the zone, the drone zooms in, and it's like a commercial spot for his hair re- regrowth or restoration. I like it. And then you can put it all together. The kids are putting those videos together of one-second pictures, yep. the one-second video clips. You could do that over the course of about six months, man. Everybody in America would be signed up. You have guys with good hair. You'd right. have Dave Kaplan to be in there like, hey, i got to get some of that. Did you see the Mickelson commercial? Where he Dude. was left yeah. And that anything. went viral. He'll, he'll sell anything. 
So you imagine Tiger did that, and it actually it, the process actually worked. Right? How many people would sign up? Oh I mean, we God. got plenty of of bogus drug company commercials right. and procedures and the rest of this stuff. But if he actually went through it and went from where he's at now, which is hair hell catastrophe, it is a catastrophe. When I, we were to watching a good it. head of hair, dude. I mean, we were watching him finish on eighteen, and he took his hat off to like. Tip his hat, and we're like, "Whoa!" Put it back on, put it back on, put it back on. Somebody tackle him. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people at the 18th afterwards, I, all I can say, and Brooke and and Kaplan's the only one that responded. Brooks kept Brooks Kepka's girlfriend was there to congratulate him. Yep. Now I'm not, I don't know about the quality of their relationship, but he looked pretty disinterested in the fact that she was there to meet him at the end of the tournament. His stride to get, get a little, got a little pep. It, it, it was like. It did. And he, as started, walking, he turned in from like a golfer to a fast walker. He and was and like, trying to like put separation. So I don't know who was watching at home where he's like, I got to get enough separation to, to, to pretend she's not it. here for me. And she just wouldn't let it go. She's like, I'm going to get my moment in the sun. But I couldn't help but think the whole time, how much money's he win from this thing? 10.5. How many? Did, was it 10.5 or did you just make that up? He no, didn't really 10 point, win $10.5 million. That I can't thought, be right. Oh, is that the total, total purse? purse? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure sorry. he won $2, Two million. million. Do you think he could buy this girl a cheeseburger? Oh, 1.8, Dave. I, I think so. Cheap man. And and I'm not trying to body shame anybody or right, whatever. Right. In fact, this is kind of the opposite. But she had she was kind of skeletal right. going on there. But she was she was more excited than he was. That was the interesting part. She's thinking about I'm about She's to like, get me. We well. go in Sizzla. <laughs> we go in Sizzla. And I'm gonna upgrade to the salad bar with my steak. <laughs> Woo! All right, you're listening from the cheap seats on WDCC in Sanford, North Carolina. You can hear us on Ironic Media at ratpacksports.com or just always check out the podcast. You'll get the first hour of the show on WDCC. You like what you hear, follow us on over the internet and the Apple iPod, or excuse me, the Apple Podcast app. You can find us. Uh, leave us a positive review. We'd love to hear back from you. You can get us at, at Cheap Seat Media. Or, man, I'm just making a mess of this. Why aren't you helping me out, Brandon? You don't even know where I'm going with this. No, I don't. At Cheap Seat Radio. Or CheapSeatRadio at gmail.com. CheapSeatRadio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you on the other side. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Diamond Dave Kaplan has made it in studio. Brandon, you said just then that Bruce Brooks Kapska kept Brooks. Kapska. You're having a tough day. Hey, Tiger, Tiger just calls him Brooksy. Well, I Brooksy, think he may. I don't think anybody said, else in the world calls that, him that. He said Brooksy, you know, should have got with security. We didn't get to hear the entire conversation, but at some point, Brooksy did ask his girlfriend with a live mic, "So how'd y'all get in?" Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, it hey, was okay." Where are you we staying? Could, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. He, it was he's like, Brucey's well, like, Dustin, where you at? Why can't you take her? <laughs> right. <laughs> Dustin was already gone. <laughs> Dustin was already at the club by the time they came in at 15. He See, was gone. CBS he, was all worried about the fact that his mom was there. Which uh, they were trying to make a storyline, but he seemed disinterested. He there. was. He was like, "Hey, how are you? Hey, mama. That, yeah. How are you? That's that's pretty know. wild. Yeah. They really did try to gas it up, like, oh, he doesn't know his mom's at the right. 18th, and he was like, oh, hey, how are you? Hey, mom. You hey, another way. thing, CBS did. I'm not a fan. I've told you this on Fox coverage before. They put some mics in the holes. That I made, did not oh, like that. that agitates me when they put microphones in the hole. It sounds so fake. It sounds like a video game. It sounds like you're playing like that game. Uh, I forget who invented it, but you put in your office and then it hits and it hits a, the back of the cup and it makes a little fake. Da, 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 dink. You know, have you ever seen one of those? I, yeah, I think we got one in the studio. Maybe yeah. we can reenact that. There you go. We were talking about Dustin Johnson, though. Something I heard today. Um, Brooksy was once asked, he went to the same gym as Dustin. Oh, they're best friends. Yeah, they're buds. And before that, he was like, somebody came up to him and said, Brooksy, Dustin Johnson's over there. Do you want to go and get an autograph? Oh, you know, shake his hand and find out, you know, who he is. Dustin Johnson's got one major. And now Bruce kept has got three. He's two got back-to-back three. opens. Well, That's a good Brooks, question. Who would you rather be? Oh, well, well here's, here's the thing. I who would you rather be? No, the question is not who would you rather be. The question is, Brandon asked me this yesterday, who would you rather be boys with? Who would you rather have as a stable right. mate? And as much as I'd love to, you know, bash, uh, Dustin you got to get Tiger. <laughs> Dustin Johnson, man, well, every weekend. If you get is, one of them, I mean, they're like best friends. I, I, I so. got you. Well, and that's, maybe that's part of the bonus is Brooks of, you know, when he uh, comes out of the gym, like he can come hang with us too. It seems like Dustin does it at another level. Dude, Dustin. Yeah. So that's the guy you want to be with because you can go as hard as you want to go or you, <laughs> or you can bring it down a notch, but you're still good either way. Dustin, right. I heard one writer refer to Dustin Johnson and describe him as so dense that planets revolve around him. <laughs> I, I don't have any problem with that. I don't need my friends to be smart. Right. right. But if you're down for a good time, and I don't know that I could get – Dustin Johnson might get me killed. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. I'm at advanced stage. I can't keep up with well, this. See, the thing about it is those guys are, like, so athletically gifted. Like, I ran into a, a guy in a grocery store the other day. He's so huge. And I'm like, the first thing that popped in my mind, I was like, am I smarter than him? Do I make Do I make more money? I was trying to compensate. Because, like, literally, if you make more money, I mean, these guys are, like, making big cash. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, and Kepka, the, the question that was asked yesterday was, like, throw Tiger out, go around the table. Who would, be, who would you most likely want to be friends with of all the golfers right now? I'll go ahead and give you mine. Mine is Spieth. Yeah, I think Spieth. I know he likes to enjoy some suds, and I think he's a cool dude. I'd like to hang out with Spieth. I would go, if you take the top five or ten that are out there, anybody but Justin Thomas. You don't like Justin Thomas? Justin Thomas Thomas makes me want to punch him in the face. If I had a partner, if I was playing a two-man event, Justin Thomas is a little bit of a bulldog. He's a fighter. He's kind of like the Ian Poulter, but on the American side. He He is a bit of a bulldog. But he's um, there's something about the shape of his face that <laughs> makes me crazy. I just think he's got it, the, the sort of Tom Petty no neck or no chin thing right. going, and he weighs like 130 pounds. 
I do admire the fact that he can generate that much torque and hit a ball as far as he can. But the thing that bugs me, and this is just who he is, at the end of his round, he came in and they asked him, well, about the Tiger effect. And he tried, oh, no, 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 it was great crowds, and they were cheering for all of us. I'm sure Tiger had a little bit to do. What we saw, as much as we saw Tiger on full-on display, doing historic things in terms of of getting to that runner-up spot. Brooks Kepka next level. Brooks Kepka now has four tournament wins in his life. Three of them major. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. There's no player who's at three majors that's not in the Hall of Fame. Crenshaw doesn't have three. I mean, the list of guys that don't have three, Kepka's in the Hall of Fame. And we'll, we'll talk about more of that moving forward. But with Justin Thomas, Thomas got the interview, and then after we watched him melt down with a couple of awful three putts on the back. He did. It was seven footer and a twelve footer. He three putted. For him to pretend that on ah, slow yeah, the greens. Tiger thing was the Tiger thing was no big deal. Yeah, slow greens. And they weren't treacherous. Look at, what, look at what Tiger did on fourteen. That ball looked like it was going ten feet uh-huh. past, and. It looked, I don't know, like it hit a mud puddle or something and just spun to a stop. I haven't been to a lot of golf tournaments, not compared to you, Dave, and maybe the rest of you guys, but it takes a lot of work and planning to get into those galleries. Oh, look, the thing I want to say about a Tiger gallery is totally different than any other golfer. You you don't watch every hole. I mean, I've never followed him. Well, I followed him a little bit at Pinehurst number two one year. But you you don't follow him every hole. You've got to skip a hole. Like you're on one, you get ain't no way you're getting in on two, right? You, you know, because the the other group, half of the group's already gone to two. And what I'll tell you is the worst thing to have happen to you is to play right in front of them or the couple groups. Oh, in I don't front want of them. that for a second. Because there's people all rushing to see him, and and you're trying to hit, you're yeah. trying to play through the hole. Then I will say the group directly behind him is also kind of a tough group. So Kepka and Adam Scott really had it made. They were kind of back there by themselves yep. with just a normal Thursday afternoon crowd following them, and everything had kind of cleared out in front of them. It was like, you know, like you're behind the boat, and the weight just gets a little wider. You know, Kepka and Scott were back there in the smooth water behind the wake of the boat. And uh, I think it helped them out quite a bit. I think if Tiger and uh, Woodland, which I, I think ended up being a good pairing for each other, uh, if, they were in the, if they were in the group right in front of Kepka. And uh, uh, you think Scott, it would have more impact? I think it would have more impact on Kepka. Well, now, now that being said, he is a pretty cool character. He is a cool character, and and this golf course laid out for him perfectly because he's enormous off yeah. the tee, and really was just he was just striping him straight yeah. down the fairway. He was bending him the way he wanted to and putting himself up in great position. And outside of off of the tee. Didn't play a great round of golf. He was just so big. Yeah, he could have made a few more putts and really, oh, absolutely, really stretch that thing. Well, he, made, he made some good putts. He, he did, but, but he could have made some magical really short game out, that, he, yeah. that he played. I, I give I him, him, I give him credit because he's a fast player. Oh yeah, he didn't wait. And that wasn't seventeen that Adam Scott took like forever. Right, and he just as soon as Adam Scott finally got done, he just like bap. He was like business as usual. You know. Well, you know what's funny about Adam Scott is you know they said as they were you really kind of milling for for or mining for um, story material storylines. Well, you know. Kepka has said that Tiger Woods and Adam Scott were, you know, to his two favorite golfers when he was a kid. People have forgotten over time what a big deal Adam Scott was yeah. when he when he came on tour. He was supposed to be the international answer to Tiger Woods. Right. But really, 
has never really asserted himself. He'll well, he show up a couple, now and couple majors. And, yeah. and something that I was very surprised he about. Said he took Tiger's caddy. Well, after Tiger got rid of him, yeah. I guess, or whatever happened there. Well, that's an Aussie so, marriage made in heaven. What does he do with his hands? What's he? Is he making that L? Yeah. I'd never yeah. seen that before. Trying to figure out the break with his hands. I don't, I've never tried it. Well, whatever it was, he was amazing on the greens. Until, the until it got crunch time. Until it got crunch time, and then he choked a little bit. But the, the telecast itself left one of the storylines out of the, the story, I thought. A lot of people on Sunday were tuning in for the first time, and unless I missed it, I didn't hear a whole lot of coverage of Jared Lyle's death. Right. Yeah. You heard and, it. It was all over the Golf Channel, and you know, I'm, I'm those sure, guys. But, but the were you know in tears. You know, normal set, folks but. that tuned in for network coverage right. on Sunday you, didn't right. hear. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jared so, Lyle is a it, is an Italian or an Italian. Australian. What am I doing? An Australian golfer. And that Australian group of pros, I mean, there's not a whole lot of them, and they're pretty tight-knit. 36 years old, succumbed to cancer. Leukemia, this was his yeah. third bout with leukemia. Yeah, he first got it when he was like 17 or 18. And um, had, had made a, a succession of, of comebacks mm-hmm. and had managed to play on tour and do the rest of the Journeyman type guy, but yeah. always positive attitude, fighter, you know. And, and um, yeah, and so – Finally, third time came around. Two two little girls. Uh, the tour started a GoFundMe account. I think there's a couple hundred thousand that the tour players have already thrown in there. Uh, Brooks Kepka won um, the long drive. Oh no, no, Bryson DeChambeau won the long drive. I never knew they did it, but they do a long drive competition at the PGA Championship. He gave all the money to to the uh, GoFundMe awesome. account. So cool. the the PGA Tour really stepped up for his family and and all of them. Those who knew him well. And those who didn't know him well seemed to be impacted. In and Adam Scott, who's the most prominent of the Australian golfers, had been out front, and I'd seen it in print. That's why I was surprised that that seemed tailor made for CBS to come in there and and right. you know talk. I about just don't think really they wanted it alone. They didn't want anything to get in the way of the potential Tiger thing. Like that was going to be the story. So it's almost like they didn't yeah. do a good job. So my question is, how long does Furick play around and act like Tiger's not on the rider? Well, they announced the eight, <laughs> the eight players today, uh, Kepka, Webb Justin Simpson. Johnson. Webb Simpson was eight. You know, and that was done by points. Bubba, uh, Jordan, Justin, Ricky. I mean, it's they got – it's kind of a hard – when you look at those eight players and then you think you can throw Tiger, I guess they're going to probably throw Phil in there. And it's a heck of a team. Well, we got a half an hour in the books. We'll see you on the other side. You'll listen to From the Cheap Seats from Central North Carolina. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. 
Visit Habitat.org to donate today. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue and you can use like anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris Lambert and Brandon Atkins. Got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything. Welcome back to the second half hour from the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Dime Dave Kaplan, and the inimitable Robert Bricky in the house. I uh, hope Trent's doing well. Shit. I worry about him when I can't yeah. see him. You know, he, he he's not a great I saw you just role. actually fired him finally. No, no, <laughs> no, no chance of that. He's holding he, out. He's got a contract negotiation. He is yeah. the, he is the ultimate like that, blue guy. It's just Speak. like that movie. We just stopped sending him his paychecks. Contract oh, okay, holdouts. Yeah. I, I got a question for you. And we'll what? get back into the Tiger thing here in a little bit. But uh, you see the money is thrown at NFL quarterbacks, which is ludicrous. Kirk Cousins, prime example, making – a ton of money. And you look at what goes on with other players. You're looking in the NFL right now at Khalil Mack, who can't even get a sniff of an extension from the Raiders. Might be the best defensive player in the AFC. And on the other side, we're back in holdout land with Aaron Donald again with the Rams. And these guys are playing hardball. I don't understand. I, well, maybe I do understand how important the quarterback position is. But, man, some of these other guys, what do you have to do to earn a new contract, you know, if you play defense in the NFL? It's kind of funny. And at the same time, I want to I want to show two, two alternate universes from one another. So Odell Beckham Jr., I don't know if you know this or not, he managed to get Jalen Ramsey suspended this past weekend. So Jalen Ramsey, there was a fight in the Jacksonville camp. Dante Fowler and a defensive lineman got into it. Um, Dante Fowler got suspended for a week, told him to go home. Jalen Rose took to Twitter and attacked the press in Jacksonville over that. Well, Tom Coughlin's the new president of operations down there. He was much maligned and criticized for not nipping things in the bud with Odell Beckham when he was in New York, and that's why – Jalen Ramsey got suspended. So he was told, hey, you're suspended for a week going home. Tom Coughlin always has had the reputation of being a disciplinarian, a drill sergeant. I can remember back to when he was hired in Jacksonville, their inaugural season, to stand that team up, and that was the words that were used. And he's a drill sergeant. So that's one end of the spectrum. Now, 
let's look at our second everybody's second favorite team in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns spent a fourth round draft pick on Antonio Callaway out of the University of Florida. This guy is a end of the first round, second round talent. There is no doubt. He fell to the fourth round because he got popped for possession multiple times at Florida. He was accused of a sexual assault charge that actually got the school sued because initially it was set aside and didn't play a single year or a single game of his final year of college football. Falls to the fourth round. At the combine, diluted sample. As someone who has administered a million urinalysis professionally, diluted sample, you're hot. Period. That's what's up. So the Cleveland Browns know they've got tainted goods. They're never one to shy away. Let's look at the whole Josh Gordon situation. So this past week, Antonio Callaway, who has played himself into a starting position by all accounts in Cleveland, especially given the fact that Josh Gordon's back in rehab or whatever he's doing, he gets arrested for possess or gets stopped, arrested for possession, driving with a suspended license, has gun parts and ammunition in the car. That's the tip of the iceberg. Hugh Jackson and the rest of the Cleveland Browns franchise find out about this from the media. He didn't even tell his boss. Look what happened. Did you hear the entire story? Oh, hey, wait a minute. I'll let you I'll let you fill in some gaps here. This is a lot my, of buildup. My, my favorite part of this is, Brandon, what do you think the team's reaction should be in this case? Now, bear in mind that Jalen Ramsey, who is – one of the best three or four cornerbacks in pro football. Just got suspended a week. Go home. Don't come to practice. Don't. You're not going to play in preseason games. We're nipping this in the bud. What did Cleveland do with this player? I don't know what they did, but I know what I would do. What would you do if I'm in the business of like putting good product on the field? I'm like we're um, we're aware of the situation. And we're going to take steps. He has our full support until we can find out exactly what this situation was, and we're going to get him the help that he needs. How about that? <laughs> saw you around it. Ricky, what would, you, what would you do? At this point. This is not an isolated it's, incident. This it's, is a pothead season. Who's a, so, who's a not, bad decision maker. Yeah, but now is the time to take swift and stern action before the games really count. Okay. So you've got another, what, three weeks of preseason? So yeah. hold up. Do you you I, 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 I can't sit on this anymore. The Cleveland Browns imposed punishment on Antonio Callaway for this indiscretion, this fifth in line, in a guy who already is in phase one of the NFL's drug program and is probably going to get suspended by the league as we move forward for this drug violation. Their punishment to Antonio Callaway was that he had to play the entire game of their first preseason game. All right. Normally, you would pull your starters at the end of the first half, right. wherever. Yeah, that was their punishment. They're teaching him a lesson by making him, making play, him play the entire game. But, I mean, I just they don't take away wins if you play somebody who's a knucklehead, right? I, I mean, it's not no. like – and it, look, you got to make a decision early on. Like, even the mighty Patriots had – Aaron Hernandez, right? You know what I mean? Right. 
it's hard. Did they get rid of any of the, any of the wins he had anything to do with? No. So you try to get these players to help, and eventually Josh Gordon is such a talent. If he was um, – what's the running back from the Ravens that got in trouble? Ray Rice. Remember, he, he, he didn't have as much in the tank. This is what these teams are going to do. If you can play, right. you're going to continue to work on If they can get him. Antonio Callaway, get his head on straight, this guy can be a productive receiver for them for 10 years. I mean, I watched him play this past weekend. Good, nice ball player. Really nice. Probably the best offensive player I saw for Cleveland. But if they don't get his head screwed on straight – He's going to be like Josh Gordon, who's caught you know nothing in the last two years because he's been suspended. I don't know. Now last he's year, finally reinstated. He can't even make it back to camp, bro. Last year when he came back to the field, he was like top three of the receiver. Josh Gordon was no doubt, like, but I know they're trying to help the person. I get that, but as a coach, you're killing the culture. And they've got a disastrous culture already. And so you've got these two idiots. I won't call them idiots. Two guys who have issues. And I'm all for helping the person. But you can't keep bringing uh, dead weight back into your program because that's going to affect your locker room. When it affects your locker room, it's going to affect your play, which means you you don't win as much. So let's go back in time and tell Bill Parcells, that Lawrence Taylor needs to be dismissed. It's a different okay. – it, when Lawrence Taylor – How is that different? It's it's completely different. different. When Lawrence Taylor was doing his thing – It was the 80s, man. It was the 80s. There were no rules. There was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. There wasn't – Everybody did media. cocaine. The you Dallas Cowboys – The Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> it is amazing to me to see Deion Sanders and Deion Sanders preaches and this and that right. and on and on. And Deion, Deion Sanders was out of control when he was in Dallas. Michael Irvin, the wow. fact that he is still walking the earth after the things he got himself into right. in Dallas is unbelievable. Well, you started this by talking about the media. You started with the Jalen Ramsey story and stuff like that. I'm assuming this – I think there's too much media in that's, the preseason. That's the point. In the 80s, there was no media. They could keep it in-house and control the story and create the narrative often. So but the, now it's on Instagram and Twitter, and these young guys don't know how to manage social media. So 